We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. R.J. Barrett was just sensational in the first half. Didn't quite have the second half that they were hoping for. As the Knicks just did not have enough. No Julius Randle and just too much Trey Young. Bogdan Bogdanovich and the Atlanta Hawks. As they close on a 21-10 run and get a six-point win here in New York. All right. Uh, not the result that... Um not the result that I think most people wanted tonight. Even if you are fully embracing the tank, um, and I, God knows I'm not going to blame anyone for that at this point. Um, you wanted, you wanted this one tonight. Um, what a ridiculous! But I'm sorry, I have to start out with this. What an absolutely ridiculous tweet from Mark Berman just now who hadn't tweeted the entire game. Knicks got absolutely nothing from R.J. Barrett down the stretch during a late collapse versus the Hawks, 117-111. to 111. He did roar down the lane unguarded for last-second dunk. These are the games that Knicks brass must evaluate when deciding on this Barrett contract extension this October. That is an absolute ass-clown tweet from Mark Berman. R.J. Barrett did not give anything down the stretch of this one. Um... That's because R.J. Barrett's a 21-year-old kid learning how to be the first option on an NBA team. Um, He still finished this game with 30 points, 13 rebounds, had an absolutely fantastic first half of this game. Um, Three-point shot wasn't there tonight. If the three-point shot was there tonight, he would have had 40. Um, Still got to the line 17 times because the the Hawks had absolutely no prayer of stopping him. This is exactly what you want to see in a young player. This is exactly the type of young game or a young uh, a game that you want a young player to experience, trying to do things down the stretch of the game, that R.J. Barrett, no, he can't do those things yet. Again, 21-year-old kid, third year in the league, figuring it out. Um, just a ridiculous comment. Just an absolutely ridiculous comment from Berman there. And it, it, it's the type of comment that kills Nick fans when they realize that this is their beat reporter, um, who clearly has an agenda. And it's it's kind of disgraceful. Um, so bad job by you, Mark. Uh, still love you, but bad job by you. Um, yeah. So not the result that anybody would have liked. Um, would have liked to beat Trey Young in the Garden. Although for the best, maybe further further uh, encourages 
the uh, the the playing of the players who should be playing down the stretch of the season. We got a lot of those players playing in this game, um, playing important minutes. Um, obviously, there was RJ, but also, you know, quickly, um, you know, we got to see a little McBride, not as much as probably we would have liked. Um, Obi played half the game, didn't close it. I didn't think he had a great game. Um, you know, nobody really had a great game for the Knicks tonight. Um, the best player for the Knicks tonight was probably Alec Burks, uh, crazy as that is to say, um, which is, I know, not what anybody wants to hear. Um, quickly had a nice game again, I thought. Um, listen, the Hawks offense is really good. Um, Trey Young's really good on offense. And, um, yeah, they showed it tonight. I still come out of this game finding myself I that I enjoyed it. Enjoyed watching this Knicks team more than I have enjoyed watching the Knicks in a while. Um, yes, obviously that's because Julius Randle wasn't in there. Um, did it did it magically solve the crunch time issues? Of, of course not. Um, because this team still doesn't have a closer. Um, like I said, RJ is not ready yet. Um, Alec Burks, we know he's not the answer. You know, quickly had a couple shots there, didn't go in towards the end. Um, they don't have a closer yet, and that's fine. Uh, and that's nothing to be ashamed of. Um, they'll get one at some point. But for where this organization is at right now, this is the type of game that you take and you accept and that you live with because they did just go toe-to-toe with a team that has vastly underperformed this year. But, again, they're the – whatever they are, the second or third rated offense in the league for a reason. Um, you know, and you, you brought it down to the last minute or, or minute and a half of the game. Um, again, would you like to win? Of course you'd like to win. But should the Knicks be hanging their heads? And specifically, should R.J. Barrett be hanging his head after this game? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, you know, and, and for for – for anybody who has been on, you know, tips for over-reliance on veterans and, like, the lack of accountability with Randall and just continuing to go to Randall, um, I think, you know, tonight kind of showed you why you why you are making that point. Because, again, it's not like you're getting a whole game that's great from any of these young players, but you're getting solid performances you know, here and there in important spots. You know, you have a Grimes moment. You have a Deuce moment. You have a quickly, several quickly moments. And obviously you have a lot of RJ moments. Um, All the young players I thought contributed tonight. Um, That's really all I got. I'm sure Super Chat's going to be active tonight, so I'm not going to waste any more time. Uh, I'm sorry. I was just absolutely set off by that that tweet from from Mark. And I, yeah. Uh, Anyway. Okay, let's get to the Super Chat. Uh, Haitian Ferg, what's going on, Haitian? Always appreciate your contributions here. Um, content with Randall sitting the rest of the season. I mean, if that's not the theme coming out of this game, I don't know what is. I, I never want to I mean, I never want to see Julius Randall play another minute of basketball for the Knicks for as long as I live. Um, at the very least, he should go, go ahead and rest that fucking thigh or whatever. The, I don't know. I don't know what's bothering him. I don't really care. Um, rest it for the rest of the season, please. You lost tonight. You're now six games back of the Hawks with 10 games to play. Uh, it would take what the Knicks going eight and two and the Hawks going two and eight to make the play. Like it's not going to happen. Rest up. 
You know, uh, I know he has the 65 games thing in his contract. We were just talking about that with Jeremy on the playback. Shout out, by the way, everybody who's here who also joined us on playback tonight. Um, but, uh, yeah, rest up. Please, rest up. Um, anyway, finishing Haitian Ferg's comments. Um, RJ will learn how to take over games at the end. I agree. He will learn. He will learn. And that's why, like, the mistakes are frustrating. I get it. The mistakes are frustrating. But if you are the Knicks brass, you want to see him in the situations where he is learning. Because the next time, he's not going to make the same mistake. And, again, it's not like we're talking about a 26 or a 27 or a 28-year-old player here. We're talking about a kid who's 21 in his third year in the league. And, again, most importantly, getting his first experience running an NBA team. He hasn't had this experience. Even, like, when he was putting up numbers in, in January and, like, early February – they weren't – he wasn't running the team. This has been a relatively recent development just since the All-Star break where he's really taken the reins. Um, so very excited to see uh, what uh, what comes, uh, you know, moving forward. Uh, finishing up on Haitian's comment, Young was unstoppable and we had no answer. I thought Tibbs coached to win. He did. Uh, Hawks made shots. We didn't. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, we lost by um, six – and I'm trying. My guess is that the Knicks hit 34 percent from deep. Let's see how close I got. And I know the the Hawks hit over forty percent. Hawks hit forty one point seven percent. Knicks hit. Knicks actually hit thirty eight percent. So you know, it's just the key guys that you wanted making shots didn't really make shots. Forty eight three and nine. He's been hitting better than that. RJ obviously one of seven. Um, quickly three of five, man. Mm. I love, love me some quick. Uh, Dan Hidalgo, what's going on, Dan? Uh, Trey Young is our collective daddy. Sad to say, but yes, uh, I hate Trey Young so much with a passion of a thousand sons. He's so annoying, uh, but he's such a good offensive player. I don't know what else to say. Um, Abdullah Diallo, what's going on? Abdullah, love watching this team full of young energy. Yeah, um, I, my, my only real disappointment tonight, way more than the result, I, I really did not – love their defense for large stretches of this game. Um, I thought in the first half in particular, their defense was a little, I don't want to say lackadaisical. I thought it was not, not where it could have been, Um, you know, and I thought they were capable of playing better on defense. Um, But again, when you got a guy like Trey young, you know, and it's like, and the other problem is, is the Hawks have such good size all over the place. You know, Gallo presents a problem. We saw him, you know, RJ played great defense on him there late and Gallo still got the two. Like Bogdan Bogdanovich, you it doesn't you could stick quickly on him, you could stick McBride McBride on him. Those guys are feisty. Bogey's just going to like that's that's easy money for Bogey. And then Trey, you know, you 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 can't you know, I hate to sound like Tibbs. You can't defend Trey one on one. You have to defend him with your team. And and when he is getting after it, like, and he's hitting those threes, and he was hitting the threes tonight. You really, he's not a guy you could really guard. So, um, you know, it is what it is. Manny Campos, what's going on, Manny? Uh, really wanted this win. Yes, me too. Not sure why Taj was in the game when Atlanta had four perimeter players in the game. Grimes should have come in with Taj was getting targeted. You know, that's fair. That's fair. I think again, the same theme. And and I just. We talked about it a lot on the pod um, that just dropped uh, today. Um, it's 
it's Tibbs reflex. It's Tibbs reflex. It's, it's go with what you know. Go with the safe thing. Should it have been Grimes? My my only issue there is putting in Grimes. It does leave you a little small. And Taj has shown the ability to be okay on a switch. Didn't work out tonight. Um, it also gave you a little bit of hope on the offensive glass, which is something the Knicks have gone to. Um, obviously, to their benefit a lot this year. Helps you on the defensive glass. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a questionable decision. I didn't think it was an egregious decision because, again, going with RJ at the four does leave you very small. You want to tell me you put an Obi Toppin back there? I think they're just hunting Obi on switches. If you, if you, you, And, again, but we're talking about playing to win the game. Maybe, um, you know, maybe that wasn't – the purpose. I wanted to win this game tonight, so I'll, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to begrudge that. Uh, Ryan, let's see if I can get it right this time. Um, Hong, I think I pronounced it correctly. If I did not, um, let me know. Hong, I'll take and welcome by the way to uh, Patreon. I'll take the game, the tank game. Although I would have loved a held lead with no Julius. Me too. Um, question: If Mitch walks, who do you want to see starting at center? Um, Huang, Huang. Thank you, Andrew. Ryan Huang. Um, who would I like to see starting at center? I think a stretch five, like we've been talking about all year, would be really good for this team. Um, you know, Miles Turner's obvious name. Uh, like RJ really could like for RJ's development and just for RJ to for the Knicks to be good. Uh, I um. A stretch five would be really helpful. Um, you know, but even just like a center who can make a play, you know, a center who can catch the ball and like consistently make a play off the short roll, maybe hit a 10 footer. Um, but my first choice, I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't, and it's funny because I don't love Turner as a player, um, but my first choice would, would probably be Turner. Um, Tyler Michaels, what's going on, Tyler? How you doing? How worried are you with Dolan meddling and firing both Tibbs in the front office? I'm not worried about that at all. Dolan's not going to fire this front office. Um, I don't even think he's going to butt in on Tibbs. Um, not not this, not yet, not yet. Maybe he will, depending on what happens next season. I don't think he's going to butt in on yet. Neither Tibbs in the front office should be fired, but Dolan terrifies me. I still believe in in the team's process. I still believe in the team's process too. I, I just, talk about famous last words. I'm not terrified of Dolan anymore. I think Dolan stayed out of it. I really do. Cause we, we would have gotten reporting on, on that by now. I haven't heard anything, you know, we haven't got any reporting on it. I, I think Dolan's was stayed out of it. I'm not terrified. I, you know, hopefully I'm right. Bad eyesight. What's going on? Uh, bad eyesight. I don't care for, um, TBH. Um, and even though he was struggling, I wanted to see the offense run the run through RJ late. Also, probably close with Deuce or Grimes over Taj. Yeah, that's, again, that's fair. Uh, you lose a game in which you have a 10-point lead and you lose by six, and really it was eight. Um, you know, twenty essentially a 20-point turnaround in the fourth quarter. Every decision is on the table. The decisions that were made were not the correct decisions because they did not work out. Would any decisions have worked out? We, we don't know that, but it's uh, everything goes on the table when you have that kind of, um, you know, call like it is. It's it's, it's a late game collapse. Uh, lose a ten point lead at home. Haitian Ferg. Um, it might be nuts, but I really would love to see Tibbs coach this team without Randall. 
we saw this team play hard and they left it out there on the court. I mean, you're, you're obviously preaching to the choir. I think a lot of people would disagree with you. My, my thing with Tibbs is that what has been Tibbs' downfall this year has been his decision-making. I understand that there is a, a vocal segment of the fan base who thinks that he's just not a good offensive coach, but like, and, and that is fair to a certain extent. He's not a creative offensive mind. Like they run a very basic, you know, we've all talked about it. It's read and react. It's a basic offensive system. Um, it doesn't mean it can't work. And it has worked. It just, it works when you have better offensive players. If you don't have great offensive players, it's not going to work. Um, you know, but he does get a lot out of his guys. They're prepared. Defensively, they're prepared, although they didn't have a great defensive game tonight. I wouldn't mind that. I think we'd be in the minority, Haitian, but I, I, I'm i all for that. Dom DeDentis, what's going on, Dom? Hot take. The problem is Tibbs. I, I'm sorry. I, I, I mean, look, has t- again, it's, it, I'm, I'm going to continue echoing this. Has Tibbs had a good year? No. Is it arguably his worst year as a coach? Yes. Is he a great NBA coach? No, he's not. Is he a good NBA coach? Yes, he is. Um, has Julius Randle been the problem this year? Yes, he has. 100%. Uh, Kevin, what's going on, Kevin? Good to see you on halftime and uh, obviously playback tonight. Always welcome. Um, F, I wanted this one. Me too. I really hope they tell Randle to go to Cancun so they could play the kids. Burks is still a good NBA player. Get something for him. Yeah, I, I, I look. You guys know how I feel about Alec Burks. Um, but at the same time, he's not a crunch time point guard. And that was proven for the umpteenth time this tonight. And that's why for anybody who's like, didn't want to see Burks touch the ball in the last three minutes, like, you know, can't blame him. Uh, was he, was Burks arguably the next best player tonight? I think it was probably quickly, but quickly or Burks. But at the same time, like Jeremy was saying this on playback, we, we've seen this story before. You know, and we know how it ends. And it ended the same way it always ends. Um, as far as whether they could get something for Burks, like, yeah, he's, you know, he's worth his he's worth his contract. You know, good expiring contract. Uh, Hush Zoo. What's going on, Hush? RJ Midrange. That's the key to 10-year All-Star and All-NBA selections. Wow, we're going 10-year All-Star for RJ now. Um, talking like top 30 players of all time, um, 25 players of all time, something like that. Uh, how about we start with one all-star game for RJ and we go from there. Um, I agree the mid-range is important. Um, I still think him becoming a really good playmaker is the most important thing, followed very shortly by um, his ability to hit a three um, consistently other than on spot-ups. And he didn't even, he didn't even hit his spot-ups tonight. Um, I'm actually more and more. I'm really not worried about the rim stuff anymore because he really is just getting a line at will. And it's so great to see, (laughs) you know, got to hit the free throws, but, um, anyway, rest, rest of Hush's comment, uh, overall, everyone played pretty well. Uh, ball movement was so nice without Randall. Yeah. The ball movement I did think was nice. Um, I actually haven't even checked, um, their assist. Uh, so they had, so assist to, to field goal ratio was, was not great. 20 assists to 42 made field goals. But, like, you felt good about it, and I don't mind that ratio too much because with, with Trey in the game, 
part of the game plan has to just be to hunt mismatches. And if the, if the Hawks are going to welcome that, which they kind of do, that's kind of their scheme um, on defense. Like, you know, you got to go one-on-one. Um, but yeah, I thought the ball movement was good. Um, Bernard Richardson. What's going on, Bernard? JM. Don't care about the L so much. They have a Trey Young and we don't. Pretty much as simple as that, Bernard. Yes. Um, however, this felt like the team we deserved all year. Clear, immediate increase in on-court chemistry no matter who checked in. You know, it's been so long now where it's just like Julius is in the game and we're getting one of two results, right? We're getting games where Julius is hitting shots and the offense is good because he's hitting shots, but not really because like the ball's like whizzing around and like it looks good. Or Julius is not hitting shots, and then it impacts his defense, and those and those are the games where it's just unwatchable. Um, again, there's not a Nick fan a lot. Like, here's the crazy part, right? There is I, maybe there is a Nick fan out there, or like a small subset of Nick fans, but like, just in a vacuum, you're like the Knicks lost the game to the team that they were chasing, that effectively eliminated them from playoff contention. And, like, how many fans out there are upset about that and being like, oh, if we had had Julius Randle, we might have won it. Like, nobody's thinking that. Nobody cares. Like, we just want to watch a certain brand of basketball. Um, and that just speaks volumes. It just speaks absolute volumes. Um, so, yeah, really good comment there. Um, completely agree 100%. Uh, okay. Scrolling back up. Uh, hopefully didn't lose anything here. Uh, thanks everybody. We got almost 500 strong in the chat. You guys are awesome. Um, as always taking it down to the wire with this miserable season, even though tonight had some good points, Jessica, what's going on? Always a pleasure, Jessica. This was the most fun game to watch that I could think of in quite some time. Fast pace, better passing, some solid RJ, and quickly moments. The effort and energy was great despite the loss. Who needs redacted question mark? I love that I started the redacted thing. That is my – put that on my tombstone at that point. Um, came up with redacted as a replacement for Randall. Um, yeah, I like the effort. I like the energy. Again, I did not love the defensive execution. That's the 30. If you get energy, effort, and execution, you're good. They didn't execute on defense, I thought, very well. Um, everything else I was fine with. You know, the, the offensive execution problems late, uh, you, again, from like RJ, again, he's learning. So it, it's fine. And you got a lot of good moments, too. So um, bad eyesight with one more. Thanks again for the contribution, man. I can nitpick the stuff I didn't like from Tibbs, but what's the point if you are Tibbs – and you don't have to ask yourself, is Randall the guy I want to hitch maybe my last coaching job to in the NBA? That's like that's the thing I've always kind of wondered about this year. And this is not to excuse Tibbs, how he's handled Randall and, and the fact that there, as we've been talking about, has been so little accountability and just very little effectiveness. Um, you know, he has to own that. But – if you're Tibbs and, and like this is Tibbs' last coaching job in the NBA, like he is he is kind of between a rock and a hard place. Um, 
you know, and he's stuck with this guy and this guy is his, again, nominal best player. You know, it's, it's not a great place to be. Um, thanks again for uh, the super chat, man. Uh, Shamik Gann, the fourth showed Randall's presence can help get the attention off of RJ. Yeah, that's true. That's absolutely true. There is a world where Randall helps this team. We have seen it occasionally. We don't see it often enough. And that's the issue. We don't see it often enough, and we don't see Randall being willing. Off, there is a world where Randall can just like, like you know, the superhero, uh, use your powers for good. If Randall were willing to use his powers for good all of the time, we'd be. I personally would be so much more willing to forgive him for just not having a great, a very efficient season from the field. You know, that's that's the issue. I'm not disagreeing with you though. Uh, finding something similar for Randall should be a priority. Also, where'd the plate go? The plate fell off in the, early on in the playback. It, it's on the floor somewhere. I don't even know where it is. Um, oh, here it is. Let's see if it stays up again. Let's see if it stays up. I don't know. I thought it, I thought it was a ghost earlier because it just fell down by itself. I swear to God. Um, as for what are they going to get for Randall? Like, you got to get somebody that creates offense, you know? Um, I don't know who that person is. Pastor Claudio's Obi Hive, what's going on? Did Tibbs think Obi fouled out? Hashtag free Obi. That's a, listen, it's fair. It's all fair when you blow a big lead. And not that 10 points is a big lead, but, um, you know, does Obi help you there? Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure that was the answer. At the same time, do you give him a shot? Maybe. Um, maybe. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, JJ Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, JJ breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey guys, quick break to tell you about our new sponsor, HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh offers the flexibility you need with customizable orders every week. You can add extra proteins and sides, change up the serving size when you have guests, or just double up on your favorite recipes so your box works harder for you. You can easily change your delivery days or food preferences or skip a week whenever you need. Feeding the whole family has never been easier with larger box sizes for more servings and more savings. HelloFresh also offers convenient, contact-free delivery right to your doorstep for easy home cooking with the family. The recipes are easy to follow and quick to make, with steps and pictures to guide you along the way. HelloFresh cuts out stressful meal planning and grocery store trips, so you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in about 30 minutes or less. HelloFresh is 30% cheaper than shopping at your local grocery store. Plus, you skip the checkout lines. Try our quick and easy meals, which include 15 to 20 minute dinners, breakfast on the go, and 10 minute lunches in HelloFresh Market. Perfect for your busy schedule. Enjoy restaurant quality meals for less in the comfort of your own home. HelloFresh's gourmet recipes like balsamic fig sirloin are over 72% cheaper than an average restaurant meal. Look, guys, I don't have to tell you how busy I can be with all the work I do for Nick's Film School, as well as my show Final Review. My girlfriend is just as busy, and when that question comes up every night, what do you want for dinner, rarely do we both have answers. Well, we've actually been customers of HelloFresh for over a year, and we're thrilled when we found out about this sponsorship. Not only is the food delicious, but it's convenient to make and takes away that simple anxiety of what you're going to have for dinner that night. They send you a week's worth of meals, you cook them, you prepare them, you eat them, and then by the weekend, a new box for the following week shows up. It's that simple. Go to HelloFresh.com slash FilmSchool16 and use promo code FilmSchool16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. That's HelloFresh.com slash FilmSchool16 and use promo code FilmSchool16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Hush, Sue, uh, back for one more. Thanks again, Hush. Since you love quickly, you should print this picture of his face and put that over Randall's face. <laughs> that would make that poster look so much better. I, I'm just I, listen. The poster is going to stay with us for the rest of the season, and then I'm, I'm, I'm we're going to replace it. Um, and actually, uh, I have an idea what what it's it's going to be, um, which will be revealed shortly after this this season. Um. Okay, Mild Cowboy Mo. What's going on, Mild Cowboy Mo? Hey, John, Julius Randle or not, your thoughts on OT's future? Um, oh, Obi Toppin's future. Sorry, I had to think of, of Obi Toppin for a sec. Um, you know, I think Obi Toppin, first of all, he needs to learn how to shoot the three. Um, if he cannot shoot the three 
I think it becomes the, the and this is not no great revelation. The, the path for him becoming a really productive NBA player, you know, gets tougher. I think you could use him at the five in spots. Uh, obviously, playing him with a stretch five would help a lot. Um, my biggest curiosity is whether is whether it's with the name. I'll say this: I don't think that. And and this was brought up earlier in the season. I'm like, nah, the Knicks don't have to pick and choose. I would be shocked if both Obi and, and Randall were back on this team next year. And I, I think if the team brings back Randall, uh, don't be surprised if you start hearing reports that, and maybe it doesn't get out, like it didn't get out with Cam Reddish in Atlanta, so and it probably wouldn't get out. This front office is pretty good, and like Obi knows Leon, but like, don't be surprised at all if Obi's traded. Um, if they hang on to Randall, uh, because if you're Obi, like you know, I I think you just want a real chance to show your stuff, and like he can do some stuff. He's not there yet, but I, I'm still he's still intriguing at the very least. Kevin Danishevsky, I'm seeing some not bringing Obi back proves Tibbs is bad takes. <laughs> Tibbs doesn't need any additional arguments for why he hasn't coached a great a great year. Um, you know, I'm not sure that's the one for tonight. Uh, sorry, but if you want to win that game, you don't put him in. He'll, he'll get there. Yeah, he'll get there. He'll get up. Um, Anthony Sixto wants me to pull up, put up a quickly poster. Can I get a quickly poster? I wouldn't mind getting a quickly poster. I, I really do love quickly. Um, good take, Kevin, and thanks again for that. Manny Campos with another one. Thanks again, Manny. Season is officially over. Well, it's not officially over, but it's it's over. Um, I hate that the Hawks ended it again. So do I. So do I. I, w- I really did want this win. I just wanted this win. Thanks, KFS, for the memories. We'll never forget the plate, the crow, and the continuous soup. Ah, uh, yes, the soup. The soup and the crow. The crow's still – crow's right here. Um, you know, R.J. Barrett. Um did not have a great game tonight, but we should say still more 30-point games than any other 21-and-under player in basketball this year. So for that, I don't know, the, crow, the Crow's trying to get away here. See if I can, there we go. Now he's, now he's good, I think. Um, so good job by RJ uh, making me eat this guy. Maybe I'll just hold him. Is that good? Okay, we're not going to worry about the crow anymore. Um, but yeah, screw the Hawks. Um, lots of tomatoes I see in the chat. Josh B., if Mitch wa- walks, I like Mark Williams from Duke. So Mark Williams is interesting. Mark Williams is, I think, slated to – he's mocked in like the mid-first. He doesn't really profile as a guy that would be there or be ready to be taken when the Knicks pick. Um, that said – uh, Jalen Duran is a guy who's very interesting. I think those are different sorts of players. I, I honestly have not watched a ton of either of those guys, but from what I understand about Jalen Duran, um, he's a guy who could be like traditional center for sure, but that dude's more of a beast. Mark Williams is good though. Mark Williams is going to be a first round pick. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I struggle to see the Knicks starting a rookie center next year. Maybe I'm wrong, but I struggle to see that. Um, Jeremy Chase, a sweaty Eddie Curry poster. I would never do that to Eddie. I feel bad for Eddie. Um, Harry Donor, what's going on, Harry? Always good to hear from you and see you. 
We all want to believe that RJ can be a real star. Are there any examples of elite players that have started out as inefficient as RJ and were able to improve that part of their game significantly? Funny you should um, ask this um, because I remember I did like a really big piece in the newsletter either this offseason or last season where I looked at all players – like high pedigree players, guys who like played a lot of minutes over their first several seasons, who started off with very low efficiency and ended up getting a lot better. And like you can pick and choose stuff. Like go like LeBron James effective field goal percentage in his first year was like not good at all. Like even Carmelo Anthony's effective field goal percentage in his first year. But the the issue is that like you have to account for the era in which these guys play. And if you look at average effective field goal percentage and how much it's risen over the course of the last 5, 10, 15, 20 years, you know, you really have to more consider where guys were when they came in in terms of being efficient, not efficient against the rest of the league. And like there are examples like, you know, again, it's not names that are going to excite a whole lot of people like your, your Antoine Walker's the world, a, a name that. I know somebody on Twitter always uh, throws at me. Uh, Michael Finley, like Michael Finley, was a really good player. Um, I know he's not what we would like RJ Barrett to be, but like Michael Finley, like Jim Jackson is another guy. Um, you know, there there are guys out there who like, you know, started off not terribly efficient and had nice careers. Usually, you see a, like a big leap in year two and a, a, a similar rate rise in year three. Now that being said, RJ made a massive leap from year one to year two. He, I'm pretty sure he went up almost uh, 50 points in his effective field goal percentage. The problem is this year it's gone back down a little bit, but how much do you factor in the fact that he is again, just getting in the habit of running his own show as opposed to, Whereas a lot of the effective field goal percentage bump last year came from the fact that he was knocking down all of those spot up threes at such a good clip. Like a lot of that, a lot of those possessions have turned into more drives this year um, and more possessions with the ball in his hand. And a lot of those spot ups have turned into off the dribble threes. He's already now by now, I think he might have taken four times as many uh, pull up three pointers this season as he did all of last year. So um, I know I just threw a lot out there. The point is, is it possible that he becomes like, is there precedent for him becoming like a a three, four, five, six time all-star? Yeah, I I think there is, but he's going to have to continue to work hard at it. You know, it's just, it's not going to be easy. Um, You know, I I still think Butler is the best comp, Um, a guy who just worked and worked and worked and worked, but that's, that doesn't fit the timeline because Butler didn't become an NBA player until he was like, whatever, 22 or 23. So we'll see. Um, I'm going to go, I'll go dig up that newsletter at some point. Uh, Drew P what's going on, Drew. They need to get Tibbs an offensive coordinator next year. Um, it, it would help. Probably would help. I don't know who that person is. Cam's ability to make the defense uncomfortable, hit threes and guard would help RJ when Julius Randle's gone. I was, it's funny you bring this up, Drew. I don't know if you were on the playback or not, but like we were talking about this tonight. 
The notion of Cam starting at the four next year or playing a decent amount of four next to RJ, I kind of like it. I like the dynamic there. Um, You know, I think those guys could really benefit from playing alongside one another. And I think they complement each other very well. Uh, It's a good call. Frank Corona Jr., what's going on, Frank? Even if they are able to trade Randall, do you think a a lineup – I have to think for a second – a lineup with Mitch and Obi works? The Hawks sagged off every time RJ tried to drive, making it super difficult to finish at the rim. So here's the thing, right? Until RJ feels comfortable um, pulling up from three when defenses sag off, this like it becomes really tough because like it's he needs he needs to be able to do that. Like, yes, we could talk about having a stretch four and like potentially having a stretch five and the whole thing. RJ just has to hit that shot. Now, I think there, I think if Obi is in the corner, I think teams will guard him out there. And I think having a one, one, like a not one non shooter in, in Mitch or whoever the lob threat is, I think RJ could work well with a lob threat. Um, I'm not sure if Mitch is the perfect one. I actually kind of like Sims even more. But even just a guy that can make a play, I, to answer your question, do I believe in a lineup with Obi and Mitch being like great? No, I don't. I, I think they need an upgrade at one or both of those spots. Um, who is that guy? I, I don't know. But I do know that I want I, I want Randall off the team. Um Ian uh, Begley with this tweet. When asked if having Taj Gibson in for Obi Toppin throughout the fourth quarter was for defensive purposes, Tom Thibodeau concurred and cited defensive rotations in his answer. He also said the Knicks wanted to do more switching against Atlanta in the fourth and cited uh, rim and paint protection. So I noticed Tom Piccolo had a tweet about this earlier tonight about why why were the Knicks uh, switching so willingly um, against Atlanta and not trying to fight, you know, a little bit more to, to maintain the initial coverage. I agree with that. I like, clearly he was comfortable with the tie switches. It, it didn't, it didn't work out. So, you know, um, not a good job. Uh, also Fred Katz with this, Obi Toppin says he spoke to Clint Capella at halftime about finger wagging him. He said, he said, said, he said, don't do that again. Called it a good block from Capella, but added, I'm going to catch him. All right. It's good attitude, though. Um, Drew P. with one more. Thanks, Drew. Randall for Bledsoe and draft Jalen Duran if Mitch leaves. Um, I'm not doing Randall for Bledsoe straight up. That's a little bit too little value. If you're giving me a draft pick in return, um, that's, a, that's a different conversation. Uh, Matthew Malecki. What's going on, Matthew? It's about time we stop blaming Mitch for the lack of options on offense. When he gets the ball down low, he's either getting fouled or it's two points. The guards need to run the offense, not a power forward. Um, I mean, I agree. I'm, I'm over Julius running the, the offense. Um, as far as the Mitch comment, I think part of the issue is Mitch does not have the best hands. So a lot of times I think 
And I'm not saying that all of these are great passes, but those connections don't happen often. It's not like they don't try to go to Mitch. They try to go to Mitch. Um, he just, again, is not, he doesn't, he doesn't have the best hands. The other issue, and we saw it tonight, I mean, look, it wasn't just him. RJ missed, uh, how many, RJ missed, I think, six free throws. Um, but, you know, Mitchell Robinson went one for six from the line. You know, RJ was 11 for 17. You know, that's that's uh, 11 points right there in a game he lost by six. You know? um, Tyler Michaels with one more. Could this work? Randall and the Dallas first for Brunson in, the, in a sign-in trade. So, um, no, it would not work straight up because of, uh, and I've spoken about this before, I'll say it again, Base year compensation issues apply with Brunson, so he only counts for half of his outgoing salary um, to for Dallas. So Randall is on the books next year for uh, 23 and change because the likely bonuses become unlikely bonuses. So for that to work, Randall's outgoing salary. So, so basically the Knicks would need to you – know, it wouldn't work because even if the Knicks signed him for something where like half of his outgoing salary would be um, – if you added $5 million to it, it would get to Randall. Uh, then the incoming salary for the Knicks would be too much for them unless you traded away some contracts and you could take on additional – the point is it doesn't work. There is a world where the Knicks could facilitate a sign-and-trade involving Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle, but there would need to be additional pieces involved. Um, you could do it, though. You could do it, though. Would they do it? Would the Knicks do it? I don't know. Would Dallas do it? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, we'll, we'll find out soon enough. Um, okay. Uh, right. All right. We are getting to the end here. Anthony Sixto, what's going on again, Anthony? I love seeing Emmanuel quickly develop. Still feels like a crossroads of whether he will be a great six-man or a true point guard. I don't think you're ever going to see a team start, like a contending team start Emmanuel quickly at point guard. You know, I think I think his, I think his perfect role is a six-man on a really good team. And I think that's fine. You know, that doesn't mean you still can't have him in, in there playing a lot of point guard and very important minutes at point guard. Um, I, I just, although I say that, if you have, you know, could he start a point guard for a team that has like a better version of R.J. Barrett and like another really, really, really good shot-creating wing on it? Yeah, he could, but... You know those those guys are tough to to uh, to, to come by. Um, I saw somebody asked uh, not super chat Joe Joe Dugan here. Any thoughts on Tibbs screaming at RJ late in the game after a timeout? Seemed way out of line considering how he treats Randall. We said the same thing in this in the playback. Um, you know he screamed at RJ to pass the ball. He was right. Should have passed the ball there. It was a bad shot. Um, you know. Uh, I don't know. Randall, it's funny because a lot of Randall's late game issues have come with turnovers or 
just missing shots that are makeable. Like that, that was a bad take for, for RJ, but you know, in short, did I have an issue with it? No. Was it fair considering how he, how he's let Julius get away with a lot of shit this year? Probably not. Um, Mr. Knicks 101, not liking RJ's inefficiency and decision-making again, I think you chalk it up to 21 year old third year player trying to run a team for the first time and, and make no mistake about it. I don't care who the nominal point guard was tonight. Alec Burks, Manuel Willie, RJ Barrett was running the show tonight. It was his show, you know? And like, yes, it took him 25 shots to get to 30 points. It's not great. It's not what you want. You live with it. It's part of the process. Okay. Yeah. He's going to continue to get better. Trust me, this crow is right here because I doubted. I had I had a lot of these same fears. I, Me, personally, I've seen enough. I think he's going to get there. Um, Ray Rivera, what's going on, Ray? Why is RJ playing 42 minutes? Oh, we got to have a minutes question in here. Um, Grimes, Obi, why is Taj playing that much? Burks, 36. Seriously, Mackie, what is wrong with this head coach? Seriously, I, look. I, I don't know what you want me to say. I think RJ played 42 minutes because RJ was the best player the Knicks had, and Tibbs wants to play the best player he had 42 minutes. Why was Burks playing 36 minutes? Because Burks was the best player on the court for the Knicks tonight, either him or quickly. You want to quibble that maybe quickly should have played a few more minutes? That's fine. Um, but as far as the other stuff, like, you know, you you want Grimes to play a little bit more? All right, that's fine. He played 12 minutes. Could have increased that a little bit. Um, I didn't have an issue with the rotations. That's me. Uh, I'm probably in the minority. I always seem to be when it comes to tips. But uh, bad eyesight. Uh, it looks like one got redacted. Okay, here we go. Question. Would you rather spend 3 or $5 million more on Mitch's market value or – Swing bigger on Nurkic. I'm torn. Um, you know, that's a great question. I, I like Nurkic. I I like Nurkic. Nurkic is a good player. I actually don't know that Nurkic is going to cost that much more than Mitch is going to wind up getting. Um, different players. Different players, to be sure. I don't know. Do I? It's a fair question. It's a fair question. Nurkic has also had a lot of injury issues. Not that Mitch is like the pillar of health. Um, Nurkic also isn't a. He's not really a stretch five. Um, I, I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know if he's. If I don't know if he's the ideal guy that I want. I'd like him. I like him as a player. He's a good player. He's an underrated player. Um, we'll see. Um, mild cowboy Mo with another one trade Obi for picks. You're, you're getting picks for Obi. If you get a late first for Obi at this point, you've done well. And give Cam those power forward minutes. I, I like Cam at power forward next year. I really do. I'm, I'm talking myself into it. Forgotten NYC. We need a better backup power forward that can actually shoot. Again, Cam Reddish. There's your backup four. Uh, I really wish Cam was still healthy. Man, it sucks that he's not. Um, and Juanon, I think is going to close us out tonight, unless we got another one coming in. 
Um, I hope our front office does whatever they can to surround our young guys with players who compliment them. Yes. RJ, Emmanuel Quickly, Grimes, Cam should be the priority with everyone else expendable for pieces that fit. Um, I think the priority list would go RJ1. I, that's the thing is like I, I don't think you need to prioritize like guys that fit around Grimes and even to a certain extent RJ, like, RJ there are fit issues but like Grimes could he fits anywhere with anyone and even quickly to a certain extent like I think the ideal pairing for quickly is already on this team I think you love to see him playing with a guy like Rose I think him playing with Rose the only issue there is like you're not getting quickly as many on ball reps. But like him playing with another guy who could take on that role, I really think that is what is best for him right now. Is it what is is it what is best for his long term development? I don't know. As far as Cam, I don't know. Where like again, Cam needs to Cam needs to just get better at stuff. Like again, he's a guy that is a ver- part of his value is in his versatility. I think what you're really talking about here is removing guys from the equation that detract from these these other players being able to grow and um and and have room to grow um and really you're just you're just talking about Randall which you know you know how I feel um bad I say with one more thanks again for all the super chats tonight but bad I say really appreciate it um last point on Nurk he can pass and create, and his screen setting can get RJ four to six more points a game. He's a good screen setter. He's not, you know, he's not Steven Adams level. He's not, I'm trying to think of who who's else is really good. Uh, Capella's pretty darn good. Um, I don't know if Nurkic is like top of, I, you, you may know better than me. I, I haven't watched enough Portland. He's a good screen setter, though. Um, Yes, he could pass. His passing is really underrated. And he can create a little. Like, he, he could get you a bucket in some different ways. Like, he, again, he's a really good player. Um, look, if they went out and got Nurkic this summer, I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind it at all. I like Nurkic. I think he'll help a team win. Um, feisty guy, too, for sure. And uh, Jeremy Chase, what's going on, Jeremy? In the, if the NBA institutes my Julius Randle rule, I don't know what that is. We probably wouldn't even amnesty Randall. We'd, we'd use it on Noel because we're the Knicks. Um, you know, it's funny. I actually don't think the Knicks would amnesty Randall. And I'm not sure that that's crazy. I think, like, look, I know he's the bane of our collective existence right now. I get that. I think you're going to be able to make a trade that involving Randall that you like. Um, I'm not saying it's going to be easy. But I think you're going to be able to make a trade that you could live with, you know, and that could help either the present or the future. Maybe both. Uh, Man, this game took a lot out of me. I was rooting hard, too. I really wanted this win. Really wanted this win. Um, But I could say that about 10 other games this year. Uh, But alas... Um, I guess we should – the only appropriate way for us to close out would be to update the tank standings, right? Let's update the tank standings. Um, so with tonight's loss, the Knicks are 
Hold on. The Knicks are tied with the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, who don't play tonight, I don't think. Um, and they are one, two games back of San Antonio and two and a half games back of Portland. I think the ship has sailed on the top six. Houston, Detroit, Orlando, OKC, Sacramento, and Indiana. Maybe seven, seven is in play, although I'd be surprised. I do think eight is in play. I think they could get up to eight. I think they could get up to eight. You know, we'll, 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 we'll see. Um, so they helped themselves in the tank standings tonight. A lot of turtles, by the way, in the chat. Shout out to all the turtles. Okay, enough uh, on this game. Uh, thank you, everybody, for checking it out. Um, don't forget, we got another post game tomorrow uh, coming up after the Charlotte Hornets game, which uh, begins a three-game Knicks road trip. Uh, they're in Charlotte. Then they are in another city that I am, of course, forgetting at the moment. Uh, yes, in Charlotte, in Miami, and in Detroit. Oof. My two-and-two two pick is not looking good right now. Not looking good. Mm. Okay, this might be the end of Jonathan. Okay, I'll see you all later. Have a good night.